Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that is really designed to help you reflect and think about your business, not just do your business. As we've certainly, as both uh, remodelers and a society, gotten so busy, we're so focused on just the actions of what we do, we really don't take the time to really reflect and think about kind of the business and certainly the future. What I try to do is take different topics that I think are thought-provoking, but also pretty granular in terms of things that really question what you're presently doing so you can take your business to the next level. This particular series and the episode today is really focused on a mini-series within the overall Remodeling Mastery series that's focused on sales and sales mastery. I encourage you to go back and look at the last few episodes because I think there are a lot of elements that in that that will really help you take your game to the next level and really close the deals and reduce, I think, some of the anxiety and frustration that you have. You know, I've chosen this little mini-series, Sales, because in my mind, sales today is much harder than it was 12 months ago. And because of that, your sales acts, your sales training, your sales acumen has got to be better than it was. Otherwise, you're going to lose projects simply because of your or your team's sales skills. So I encourage you to pass the podcast along to other members of your team. I actually leverage these podcasts when I'm working with different sales teams to really have them think about the topic and then we have discussions about it as well that they can then really advance, I think, some of their acumen and skills. So today I want to talk about a topic that is really, really a uh, important, I think, one, and that is the whole power of questions in the sales process. Now, I've written about and certainly done podcasts before about, you know, questions that you need to ask yourself just in business and how you approach kind of your future life in the business. So go back and maybe search or look for that. However, today I want to talk about it really very specifically in the context of the questions that you ask in sales. You know, it's been said, if you don't know the answers, at least know the questions. The best of the best salespeople out there today are the ones that are very, very masterful at asking questions. But it's not just asking the questions, it's how you go about asking it. Is is the way you ask that question memorable? You know, I'll have people oftentimes ask me or bring up years later after we've had a conversation about a question I asked them to think about as it related either to their business or their home that they will remember. And it's how the question gets asked and when the question gets asked that oftentimes is as important as what the question is. You know, it's also been said your prospect will help you or certainly tell you how to guide them along and sell them if, in fact, you allow them to. Now, the key to that theme is that you've got to ask the right questions. You've got to start to think of yourself in this process like a doctor. I mean, imagine a doctor, for example, not asking a lot of questions before he wrote you a prescription. 
Think of yourself like a marriage counselor. Marriage counselor poses a question and sit back and listen. And through that listening process, people usually address, I think, their, their particular issues. Or what about a financial planner? If the financial planner didn't understand kind of your level of risk tolerance and how you would feel comfortable and whether you would sleep at night, they're going to give you the bad advice in terms of the right approach. And they're certainly not going to be appealing that you want to work with that particular um, uh, financial planner. So, you know, I think it's really, really important to start with some very fundamental things when it comes to sales. One of the things I encourage salespeople to ask themselves, not necessarily clients, but ask themselves when it comes to prospects and that they're moving along with the prospect here, uh, three questions. Why is probably the most important question to master? And there's so many legs to why. There's been books written about the question why. If you can, you know, gather your thinking around why and really ask better why questions, I think you're going to be more successful. What's interesting, I think, as Americans, we're kind of conditioned to not ask why enough. You know, little children ask why all the time. And quite frankly, it gets a little bit annoying, I think, for parents or adults to always be asked why, why, why. However, I think what's happened is we stopped asking why enough. So one of the most powerful ways to use why for yourself is that when it comes to a prospect or client or even a client you've moved along in the design process or in terms of the planning process, Ask yourself one of these three why questions, or all three. One is, why should they do this project? Second is, why do it now? And the third is, why do it with you? Now, if you truly don't understand on question number one, why they should do the project, it's very hard for you to really guide them and take them down the path that ultimately ends up with a close. You know, why do it now is about creating urgency. And as I talked about on an earlier podcast, creating urgency is something that you have to help them understand. You have to plug in the logic of the urgency of doing it now. And the three buckets of doing it now are project urgency, client urgency, and your urgency. And you have to pepper those into the conversation. So the client has to be motivated to why do it now. But most importantly, you have to know why they should do it now. And then lastly, why do it with you? I oftentimes ask salespeople or groups that question, why do it with you? How are you different? And they talk about the quality of what they do. They talk about the value of what they do. They talk about, you know, how they really care more than anyone else. And I kind of roll my eyes when I hear that because everyone is saying the same thing. All you're doing is confusing the client. So if you truly have why do it with you answered in your mind and you've woven that into the process with clients, then you're, they're much, much more likely to proceed. Keep in mind, your biggest competitor is the client, is the homeowner. It's not other remodelers, other builders, other architects. It's the homeowner themselves. It's their ignorance, ignorance about how to go about buying complex remodeling. 
It's their fears, fears of making mistakes, not knowing exactly what to do. And number three, it's their overwhelm. And now more than ever, they become kind of feral and they're out there, you know, involved in other things that they're overwhelmed with activities going on in their lives. So it's very hard to kind of reel them in. That is your biggest competitor today. So really being attuned to what these questions are is especially important. Now, as you think about these questions, and I'm going to give you my kind of Letterman top 10 questions. These are not the only questions. If I were actually truly to make a list of questions for you, that list would probably have 50 or 75 actual questions. But in the spirit of time, I'm giving you 10 that you can be able to master. But it's not just about asking what the question is. It's also when you ask the question. It's also how you ask the question. You know, the how you go about asking the question has a lot to do with your tone and your word. You know, you have to have this curiosity and and sincere interest when it comes to the question, not manipulation. You know, think about the number of times that you've heard a salesperson asking you kind of leading questions. And you're sitting thinking to yourself, they're trying to manipulate me. They're not trying to necessarily sincerely understand my pain and my interest. So you have to be masterful, not only at what the question is, how, and also when. The when component is really critical because you don't want to ask questions too early in the process before the relationship is developed, before the chemistry is developed. Think of sales as kind of a dating process. And when you're dating really on the first date, you're probably not going to get into some deep questions with the date like you would maybe after date number three or number four. Well, when you're working with homeowners, it's very similar. You have to ask certain questions up front, and then they can lead after you have a little bit of rapport, a little bit of trust into some deeper questions. Okay. So with all that being said, let me give you some very basic questions. By the way, I will say these are not going to be unusual. However, when I do workshops or I do roundtable discussions with sales teams, it's amazing how masterful they are at these simple questions. So I encourage you to listen to the podcast again and also practice these things. Because if you can practice them, they'll become comfortable. And you'll get to that point where they'll be just unconsciously competent in terms of being successful at it. Okay, number one of my top 10 is when you're talking to a client, whether it's in a first visit or over the phone up front, is uh, how long have you owned this home? How long have you been living in this home? Uh, really simple, but a very important question. And it's a very telling question. If they've been in the home a long time, you have an understanding of certain things about maybe their positioning in terms of the, the, uh, the, the work that they've done. Uh, they've been in the home for a, for a short amount of time. You know, why are they doing this so quickly? 
Uh, why did they buy this home? There's so many leading questions that come out of that, but a simple question up front, and oftentimes we have the person taking the lead or taking the appointment ask these questions, but these are important questions for you to ask, but you to ask it in more of a sincere, kind of uh, uh, curious kind of way. Uh, Number two question is, how long do you envision living or staying in the home? Again, very, very important question. If I know, for example, I'm going to be transferred in three to five years and I'm going to be selling this home as opposed to what we sometimes hear with prospects and owners, oh, I want to be carried out of this home. You know, certainly uh, this is it for me. Those are two very different contexts in terms of how you approach your advice. It's no different than a financial advisor. You know, if he says to you, when are you going to retire? And you say in three years, it's very different than in 20 years. You know, how you approach your investments, how you approach the relationship is really very different depending on how long uh, they, they really are planning on living in the home. Number three is sometimes hit the emotional cord. Not sometimes, always hit it, but just be careful not to overdo it. You know, you might say, what do you love about the home or the neighborhood? You know, what kind of makes you smile when you drive up to your home? You know, what kind of gives you kind of goosebumps or chills when you're in this neighborhood and reflecting on kind of what you've created for yourself here? What you want to do is you want to have them really express certain emotions that you can then build off of when it comes to guiding them down the remodeling process. One of the things that you have to have a little bit courage to do with questions is ask some really soft but leading questions like, have you considered? Have you considered moving? Have you considered adding on? Have you considered coming in and tackling all these projects at once, or have you considered breaking these projects into parts? Have you considered is a very soft way that says, you know, I'm curious, I'm just trying to understand. But by asking that question in that fashion, I think it's a soft way to be able to get a lot of the ammunition out that you've done. Number five on my list is have you ever done a complex remodeling project. Now, you oftentimes ask, have you ever done remodeling before? However, if you ask them, have you ever done a complex remodeling project, what it does is it sparks a little curiosity for them of, what do you mean complex? Well, most of the time, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably doing a little bit more complex project, but it allows you by asking that question to be able to take them down kind of a path and be a little bit of their tour guide and their educator and professor on what's the difference between a simple project and a complex project. It allows you to go down a path of talking about, you know, surgery and really the type of surgery with a cardiologist versus a simple cosmetic surgery. You know, complex is a nice word to use as you ask this question because I think it really causes clients to understand. And for those that are involved in more complex business, they will at least appreciate the difference between a complex tax issue, accounting issue, legal issue, medical issue, and I think as it relates to what you do as well.
Also ask and drill down in after you've had uh, at least 5, 10, 15 minutes of conversation with them is what's the most important kind of element for you in the remodeling experience? How would you articulate what's most important to you in the remodeling experience? That will uh, reveal, I think, who the client is, what they care about, the relationship with you. It could be it's more about cost. It could be it's more about design. It could be, you know, it's certainly more about about speed even, time in the relationship. But asking what's most important to them. All clients are not created equal, so it's really important to do that. Number seven on my list, especially if you're – Uh, having a conversation with a client up front before you've actually decided to go out and visit them in their home or do more of a Zoom type of of interaction is, do you mind sharing another, again, good leading kind of uh, words? Do you mind sharing what your spouse's priorities or what David or what Mary's priorities Chances are, if you've had them on the phone for 15 minutes or you've been in the home with them, you know, you can be able to determine a lot by asking the question about their spouse's priorities. Oftentimes, their spouse really cares fairly heavily about one thing. And by asking that question, it allows you, if you're doing it over the phone, it allows you to make that first meeting in the home a financial planning meeting if the spouse cares deeply about how much it's going to cost or the investment. So by asking that question, it allows you to understand when you have multiple parties involved, and it doesn't have to be a spouse. You know, what are your what are, what is your parents' priorities in this project? What are your children's priorities in this project if they're going to be involved in the process at all? Okay, number eight on on my list of just important questions to be able to master is. Uh, ask them, have you thought about the magnitude or the level of investment that you would like to put into this house? Now, number one, by using the word investment or possibly budget, you know, it's not about cost. It's not about estimate. Cost and estimate are yours. Investment and budget is theirs. So have you thought about the level of investment that you'd like to put into this project? You know, more times than not, they're not sure and they'll hit the ball back, but at least creates a conversation that you really want to be able to have in the course of the the conversation because a lot of what you're going to be doing early on in the sales process is, is wrapped into that. Number nine on my list is... And this is useful, uh, I think, in so many ways in the sales process, is to ask the question up front, to kind of soften it by saying, would it be helpful if? So if you say, for example, after asking them the investment question, would it be helpful if I kind of shared what the magnitude of projects are like this oftentimes are for other clients that we work with? You know, by using third-party phrases, that makes them feel certainly more comfortable and makes the information that you're sharing uh, more, more certainly more credible. Uh, would it be helpful if I shared kind of the steps in our process? Would it be helpful if I shared kind of where we what we're going to accomplish at the first meeting? Would it be helpful if I uh, 
really gave you a couple of examples of some of the finishes that we've discussed today. You know, by that simple phrase, would it be helpful if, you can find out from them, number one, is it helpful or not, not just assume, but also it's a soft way to really you be able to control, I think, the conversation uh, or not. And number 10 on my kind of at least short list here of questions is master the three closing questions. Now, I've talked about the power of three quite a lot, and in the power of three is three closing questions. But the three closing questions really are so, so important in remodeling today. Going back to what I said earlier, homeowners today are ignorant about not only how to go about remodeling, but also they're ignorant about how to make the decision of who to work with. So a good way to get to that point when they're saying to you, I want to talk to other people or I need to think about it or whatever it might be is the objection before they can proceed to a next date or a next step in the process. You might simply say, you know, many of our clients have found this project, this process to be kind of, you know, a confusing one. However, there's three key questions that you need to ask yourself today in the process. Number one is, how do you feel about the advice and the direction that we've discussed? Number two is the level of investment consistent with what you'd like to put into the project. And number three, do you think that I and we might be a really good fit for you to create the dream kind of master suite or kitchen? If the answer to these questions are yes, then we ought to proceed in terms of the next meeting, in terms of the preliminary design contract, in terms of the next step. So what you're doing by asking these three questions is you're framing the decision. Homeowners might be thinking they got to pick out the countertops before they pick out who to work with. You know and I know that's not not only required, it's not what you want them to do. You want them to choose the relationship first. So just in closing on these, you know, jot down, re-listen to what these questions are. Make a list of your own questions. But what's critical is to master these questions, to know them. They'll roll right off of your tongue if you're really, really good at it. But also it's important to focus on how and when. For example, on the when, I might not want to talk about the spouse's priorities early in the conversation. I might want to wait a little bit till I have some rapport because at that point, if I do it too early, it might offend somebody. You know, think about the words that you use. It's very important in terms of really sparking kind of curiosity and and really creating, I think, the interest in the conversation. You know, one exercise that I've done many times with sales teams that's kind of fun on this subject is if you pose, for example, a, a scenario of a type of project, And then you ask each of the people in the room to ask a question about that, to either get to the pain, to understand a little bit more, but they've got to continue and go around the horn and keep asking, 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 and flushing out questions. What this does is an exercise. It conditions people to listen and not always talk. It's much harder to, to uh, be expressing what the solution is if you're asking a question. 
So I want to thank everybody for listening to this Sales Mastery uh, episode within the Remodeling Mastery series. And I encourage you, encourage you to really make sales a priority out there. Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't get sold, it never gets built. Take care, everyone.